0: everybody. Welcome back to The Point. I'm your host, Noah Warren. Hope you're all doing well. It is Tuesday, February 14th. Happy Valentine's Day to everybody out there who celebrates Valentine's Day. Seamus Fillmore, one of the many loves of my life, will be joining me shortly for a fun chat. So Seamus will be by. He is very much all about love. So it makes sense to have Seamus on, on the program today. We'll get into many things, including the NBA. I'm gonna chat with Seamus about uh, some NHL things as well. There's some there's a report about his Maple Leafs last week that I found. I touched on last week about Kyle Dubas not willing to trade certain things to improve his team, and I want to get Seamus's take on all of that. Things happening. In the uh, sports world, so we'll get into a number of different things with with Sheamus coming up here in a little bit. There's also some rumors with some defensemen who are sitting out games, in particular, Jacob Chikrin and Vladislav Gavrikov in Columbus, who are both going to be healthy scratches for the foreseeable future until they're both dealt or the trade deadline passes. So that's happening. we got some hirings in the NFL today. We had an all-time Calgary Flames choke job in Ottawa last night. So lots, lots to get into. But I wasn't going to start the show this way. And I've talked about this before on the program. And I hate that I have to. But I just wanted to, you know, give my thoughts and, uh, you know, feel Thoughts, feelings, all of the above to the faculty, to the students, to everybody at Michigan State. There was yet another active shooter last night in the United States of America. It's like I've said before, it seems to happen every month, every six weeks, and nothing's done. You just hear five to six people are are dead. Life goes on like everything you need life to go on but nothing changes and then you you see on news outlets that well it's a, it's horrible news and all this and and you see they they will show on you know Good Morning America or Tucker Carlson whatever whatever you listen to they'll show you know the funeral at the different location they'll show the the families of these innocent people that died because a person was able to get a gun and again I don't love to talk about politics but politics interests me and guns are absolutely a part of politics it's a major one in the United States I think it can be part of Canada there's a petition right now to I'm sure you all know if you follow politics you follow the news there's a petition for for guns and having the right to have them I vehemently disagree. I don't think you should be allowed to carry a gun. I think it's very simple. The amount of people anybody can buy a gun and once you have one, you can kill anybody. It's as simple as that. I don't if people need a sense of protection, go buy a bat. Go buy a bat because guess what, you might be able to hurt one person, but that guy a foot away from you is going to notice it can either stop it or a group of people is going to stop that threat. Same, you need a tire iron to protect yourself, carry that around. Whatever, brass knuckles, whatever it might be. With a gun, you can kill five to six people before anybody realizes it's that quick. And I'm not going to stay all show on this, but the the thought for me to just say, well, I give my thoughts and prayers and not come up with a solution, not to have any programming on it, not to think about this stuff, it's a lack of leadership. And the problem, you know, with the United States political system is you have, you know, the Democrats who are a party led by really an incompetent leader and somebody that may say he wants to eliminate guns, but is he going to? Because the majority of the people, the reason he will is because the Republicans hate it, but at the same time, it doesn't seem to be an issue for him. He's got enough problems. He's got to remember cue cards. He's got to not mess up a script. So old Uncle Joe's got enough problems on that front. But then at at the same time, in in the same breath, you have this situation where the Republicans who, you know, I, I would vote Republican. You say that in Canada, you say you'd vote conservative. You were labeled as a, uh, you know, you're, you're not woke. You're against, you're, you're, a, you're a horrible person. I remember going to university and I would talk about different candidates that I thought were good. And you were looked at as a villain. You were literally labeled as a person that didn't care about the social justice issues. And if you listen, if you've talked to me for a second, if you've listened to me, you know how much I care about these certain things. You can care about multiple things and have different opinions. And, and unfortunately on the other side, DeSantis and whether it's Trump or whoever it might be that runs for the Republican nominee, they will be so pro guns because that's Republican. That's, you know, Miami, Texas, you got to be able to carry a gun. Don't, you know, don't tread on me. Don't take our rights away. Let's keep the immigrants out of our countries. You know, that unfortunately is where things go. And, And it's unfortunate that that's our political system, where you have one party that loves to spend money prematurely and a party that will focus on social justice issues but not focus on the ones that are truly important like gun control which is a social justice issue in my opinion because a lot of them end up being hate crimes and minority deaths and then you have another party that notices the issue but will do nothing to stop it from happening because god forbid you take you take a gun out of a person's hand, it's like taking a pen. It's like taking your phone away. I got my pen here. It's like, that's what it is. Taking a gun away is like taking a pen away from me. I can't write. You need your Glock. You need your AK-47 to feel safe. I'm sorry to the families at Michigan State University. I'm sorry to the alumni. I'm sorry to everybody. But I'm just a 24-year-old guy here from Rexton, New Brunswick. Unfortunately, I, I don't even got to worry about the political candidates. But the U.S. political system is far more interesting than Canada's. And you can't pay me enough to vote for Justin Trudeau and his incompetence. But you can look around, and our gun control system is way, way better than the United States. We don't have as many deaths. There are some, but not as many. Why? Because we have these rules in place. Because you can't just carry it around. Because you, if you want to be a hunter, you can get it. But that's not the way it works. You can't just carry a gun around. Because guess what? You're arrested. Which you should be. To think that in, a, in a, a society, this isn't the fucking purge. Where you can just walk around with a gun willy-nilly and feel like you can own the place that's the United States of America. I don't, I don't know what that would feel like to, because what it ends up being is the people that don't carry a gun now are the ones that feel unsafe, which is absolutely the way it should be. The people that feel the need to carry a gun, you don't need to carry a gun. Nobody's coming after you because if nobody had one, there would be a 0% chance of you getting hurt. But now the people that have the sane ideal, the people that see life for what it is, that don't need to carry a weapon around, they are the ones that are the most at risk of getting hurt. And that's not the way life should be. That's not the way it should work. But unfortunately, that's where we're at right now. We're in a a position in the United States and... North America where you follow any of these outlets you read anything you hear about a shooting you hear about deaths you hear about innocent lies being taken for the sole reason that people feel the need they have they, they have the it's their birthright to carry around a weapon and whether it's Joe Biden whether it's Ron DeSantis whether whoever the hell wins in 2024 or right now the Senate. Change this system. This isn't COVID. This isn't, oh, I don't want to take a shot because that was such a divisive thing. This is about public safety. And if you need to feel safe, go buy a fucking bat from your local Cleese sporting goods. Go buy a couple of brass knucks from your friend down the road. Go learn some go down to the gym and learn and do some boxing. Go pump some iron. I don't know. Crazy world we live in. But uh I can't change it. I can only present ideas that I think would help. But I'm sure majority of the audience would disagree with me on that take, but nevertheless, I'm going to give it to you anyway, because that's how I feel. And it's my show. But let's move on. It is Valentine's Day, so let's try to be more positive. Let's try to spread more love in the air. Let's try to let's try to bring it to a better place here. And Seamus will join me shortly, and I want to get into a number of different things, but you know, the Calgary Flames have been, I, I talked about before the season how the two most interesting teams in the NHL to me were the Calgary Flames and the Florida Panthers. And they were linked because they made the big trade for Matthew Kachuk, Jonathan Huberto. And both teams have been disappointing. Both teams, if the season ended today on February 14th, would be outside the playoffs. Florida's a point out of a playoff spot, but they played 56 games already. They're 57th tonight in St. Louis, Missouri. Last night the Calgary Flames were in Ottawa, and Florida was in Minnesota. So both teams played. I watched both games. Let's start with the Flames. You know it's such a weird thing because every time you know there's 82 games to a season. I try to watch as many games as I can. I try to watch as many teams. I pride myself on that. I'm being knowledgeable as as much as I possibly can. And the Calgary Flames have been playing without an identity for the majority of this season. They were a Daryl Sutter team without Daryl Sutter players. John Huberto was never going to be a Daryl Sutter guy. He was never going to be go to the trenches, work really hard, but Johnny Gaudreau fit the Daryl Sutter system and it worked. Huberto seems to have been miserable from the jump. Maybe it's just not going to work. He's in Calgary. It's freezing cold. I've talked about this before. It can be that simple. But he hasn't been working there. Kadri's been okay. He's starting to come around, but he has Jacob Markstrom has had a really disappointing season. But I watched last night. I also watched their game Saturday afternoon against the Buffalo Sabres where they completely dominated. And they were dominating last night. And you can look and say, well, you beat Buffalo and you beat Ottawa. Two teams that aren't very good, which, fair enough. We also got to watch the totality of the game and see the way the team played. I saw a Flames team the past three to four games that played with, with work ethic. That played with structure And had the puck for the entire game. At one point Saturday afternoon, the Calgary Flames were out shooting the Buffalo Sabres to 24-4. At one point last night, they had the same shot total against the Ottawa Senators. Whenever the Sens, whenever the Sabres got the puck, Calgary was there. And... If Calgary is going to turn this season around, and this is going to be an interesting conversation because of the way it ended, the Calgary Flames are only going to win this year is if they win with work ethic, not skill. I look at Dylan Dubé, Andrew Machinapani, Milan Lucic, Michael Backlund. They're not going to win because of Jonathan Huber. I've given up on him. He's a pretty boy. He hates the cold. I get it. I hate it too, and I know our guest today hates it as well. And then they end up losing the game. But I'll I'll get into more of this chat, but I let's bring on a Mensch, as they say in Yiddish terms, which is a nice guy. He's it's fitting that he's on today because he's a man that loves love. He's he's one with nature, one with animals. He's got a cat with him if you're if you're watching the video. But let's bring in and wish a happy Valentine's to a great friend great lover to many. Name is Shay, how are you?
1: I hope I'm not your lover, but uh, thank you. Appreciate appreciate the honesty. I'm glad I'm known as a loving guy. I guess that's uh yeah. that's what I inspire to be. All, all in and all out. So uh, yeah, happy Valentine's Day to you as well. Um, and how's everything in your world?
0: Not bad. Sunny sunny out, nice day. Beautiful, um right? yeah, beautiful day outside. It was nice yesterday. Um yeah. Football's over, so that's a negative. Uh, but, you know, you got the Calgary Flames choke job. You got, you got lots of other things happening, so lots to keep you interested in. Yeah,
1: Valentine's Day. So Calgary's giving the old one to, uh, you know, double-wrister double, double choke job to yeah. uh, themselves by not making or getting further and further away from that playoff spot. It's it's fascinating, right? Because at the beginning of this season, we, we were all, I, including yourself – it was kind of like oh brad tree living like look at the great moves he did like mm-hmm. in the situation and you know he brought in this guy and you know he signed this guy long term oh the calgary you know calgary is going to be a competitive team for years and years no not not happening at all it's really a, it, it's really really tough to watch honestly just because it is a canadian market you did thrive off them even though i'm you know i'm I, they're not my team per se, but I know that they are some people's team and it was nice to see the come up, but yeah, no, unfortunately it's not looking like they're going to make the playoffs this year. If they keep playing like this, losing to bad teams. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have a solution really. Like you, you can only, you can only look at the team and say play better, Yeah. but you know, it's, it's on everybody. It's on the back end. It's on the goaltender. It's on Jonathan Hubril, Like you mentioned previously, um, there's some highlights there. Dylan Dubé is playing. I take say fine mm-hmm. for what he gets paid I mean he's not he's not an ace but it's certainly for a guy who gets paid less than three million dollars he's of doing his job right
0: yeah he's playing well I think is starting to find his game because last not bad no Kadri's been fine I expected a drop off from him and he has been but he's still been arguably the best player minus Rasmus Anderson mm-hmm. this this season I the thing, I, I watched them Saturday afternoon against Buffalo, no surprise to you, uh, and I watched most of their game last night, and they dominated. They dominated the game, and I'm flipping back and forth because I'm watching the Panthers in the wild, and all of a sudden it's 3-1. I'm like, okay, this game's over. And then I look, and it's 3-2. I'm like, okay, I'll stick around. And then all of a sudden, Timmy Stutes, you know, my boy, just – Carves them and they. Mm-hmm. Ottawa wins it four three in the last five minutes of the game, but you know this is what bad teams do. You blow a three one lead in the last five minutes where you have no business, not you have no business giving up a point to the Senators. You dominated the game for the first fifty five minutes. I, I said Shay, this is crazy. Saturday afternoon, the Flames at one point were out shooting Buffalo twenty four to four, and at one point last night they were doing the same thing to Ottawa. Yeah. And they only won one of those two games. <laughs> but, I mean, Lingholm and, and Huberto have it mixed. Pelche is starting to find his game a little bit. But, I mean, how does a player get injured riding a scooter in Detroit in February? Who who rides a scooter in Detroit in February? It's freezing. There's snow. I mean, come on. The,
1: who's this again? I forget and the player. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I, I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go on a whim here and say a few cocktails might have been involved, but who knows? Maybe not. Yeah. Maybe not. Um. Yeah. Yeah, because they just lost to Detroit too, pretty badly, right? Because
0: yeah, we lost last week to Detroit.
1: Nothing. Yeah, nothing goes right for this team. I, I'd love to just say it's you know a new coach or something, but. You know, I don't, I, you know, it feels like Vancouver, or sorry, Calgary's become the new Vancouver where they just blow leads, like you said, like left, right, and center. Everything mm-hmm. just goes to shit. And there's no stability. And you don't, you don't think of st- like, I think of stability. And that's what I think of a real Daryl Sutter team. And that's just not this team this year. Last yeah. year, we didn't see this. We saw, you know, if, if it was a one or two saves they needed well, Mark Sherman's going to cover their ass, if it was, you know, a good team play overall. Well, you know they had the guys that could do that. Kachuk, definitely one of those guys who, you know, on top of the high skill offense, you see, can also be a team player at times, and right. it's just not happening. And yeah, you you got to look at Huberto and kind of give him some of that blame for sure.
0: Yeah, they're they're puzzling. The the sends. They're sort of in the mix, but not really to make the playoffs. They'd have to really go on a hot streak here. Mm-hmm. If they if they want to get going, with they'd have to pass Detroit, Buffalo, New York, Florida. Yeah. Up
1: on
0: them. yeah. I still think they should look to add at the deadline. I've said that before. I've been on that. But Jacob Chikrin is going to be a healthy scratch until the deadline or until he's traded. What did you make of that decision from the coyotes and do you see a perfect landing spot for him?
1: Um a per a perfect landing spot, I'd love to say would be Toronto, Other than but your I home or take. What's that?
0: Other than your homer take? <laughs> yeah, yeah, my homer.
1: Yeah, no. Um, yeah, I mean the perfect spot would honestly be a team that would be competitive and going to be competitive for a while. I like I. I don't think Washington's a perfect spot because I don't see Washington being competitive for the next four or five years. I think there's going to be a drop off very shortly um, right. after Obi and Backstrom kind of fall off and they're gone, and the rest of the team kind of folds around that um same with Pittsburgh I you know I can't see I'd love to say oh Florida should just lap them up like I've said all year but Florida has had every opportunity in my mind to finally get this deal done and finally get a defenseman on the back end that they needed I'm watching you're right I was watching that game with Minnesota last night and I'm like oh it's it's frustrating to watch Brandon Montour play that much because even though he can be a good player at times I still feel like you can get an upgrade in that position that's going to be able to help you moving forward. So yeah, no, I, I, if there's a perfect landing spot, honestly, Ottawa could be an answer to that because like I said, mm-hmm. there's going to be, if they can find it, well, there's going to be continued success there for years to come, but they also have to look at departing with some of these pieces they've added the Mar that Brandstroms, the Lassie Thompson's the, um, I don't know, Formanton, maybe, I don't know what they're going to throw in that deal, but
0: right. I'm It was on Twitter today. They referenced Los Angeles, the Kings, because they are really starting to find their game. They're starting, to, they're starting to whoop people around the league. Pittsburgh, Sidney Crosby got tossed out of the game, so they didn't have to be beat up anymore on Saturday night as they lost 6 nothing, whatever it ended up being. Yeah, they in Buff- favor. They beat Buffalo last night handily. And, you know, the piece that comes to mind, if you're Arizona, you, you stink, you – you're not gonna be good for a long time. You can get another young defenseman in the trade. Brant Clark is a is a is a you know a draft pick of the of the Los Angeles Kings. Maybe you want Connor Bedard if you win that, if you win the draft lottery. Brant Clark was teammates with him at the World Juniors. He's 19, so you got him on a rookie deal. Uh it's definitely a piece that you throw into the deal that is a first round pick. So first round pick plus, that could be Brant Clark. Yeah. So
1: what would you say to like a, so for straight up to Turkin, what are you saying? Like a first Clark and then maybe like a Turcot? Would that, would that spark you? Is that too much? Is that too little?
0: Hmm. It's, I think he's a good player. Health worries me a ton with him because he's kind of right. not street clothes level, but he's close, but I think first, Brant Clark. That's enough. I, I'm not giving up more than that. That's I want to keep winning. You know, I don't want to give up any more from my roster. And Brandt Clark was a first-round pick, and yeah. you're going to get another first-round pick. That's two. You said they said they wanted two firsts. That's your two firsts. So yeah. you know, take it, shove it, and you know, keep going.
1: Yeah. What about and this and this maybe is a far stretch, but what about Montreal? Does this does this make any sense for them? I obviously with them trying to tank a little bit, but I feel sometimes I feel like they don't even want to tank. I feel like they have a lot of fight in their game. So yeah, but like to get to and get them moving
0: forward. It looked like they were tanking Sunday afternoon against them, but <laughs> they wanted
1: to get to their Super Bowl party, so they're they're
0: just saying, yeah, we're we're not right. like going to let this get be close,
1: boys. Just let it go.
0: Right. Yeah. I just don't know if they'd have enough to trade. Like, I don't know if they have anything interesting for Arizona. Um, yeah, you don't, you, it, don't want, you don't want to deal your first-round pick. That could be Bedard. Yeah, true, true,
1: yeah. Uh, Imagine. Yeah.
0: You I'm could trade one. the Florida first, I guess. You could trade the Florida first-round pick. You got, yeah, that, that also
1: could be Bedard. Who knows? And I mean, know. Depending it on how gets. these next 30 games go. Yeah, yeah no, I'm just trying to – I mean, it's, it's interesting, right, because it's March 3rd or March 2nd. March 3rd. March 3rd. Yeah. So, we, I mean, we got some time. It's it's going to be interesting, but I guess, because if he's it's two weeks Friday. So he's, but at least we know he's healthy, right? Like, yeah. if he's not playing, they can't get hurt unless he's maybe taking a scooter around Detroit, I guess. <laughs> <It> seems <laughs> to be a common theme with D-Man. Yeah, um, sure. But yeah, I mean, uh, who else is on your mind? Like, there's got to be, I mean, you've talked a lot about Timmy Meyer last week. I was listening here and there um there's obviously gonna be a big ask for him but you know he, uh, in my mind if he's not happy there and he wants to win I mean the g is it career is that who it is my career
0: like yeah, you're in San Jose
1: yeah he's got it he's got to deal him. that's that's your only option right so yeah, I think it's going to come to a moment where you're just going to have to give whatever's best for your team
0: uh, absolutely yeah I think Mike Greer he'd love to keep Meyer but he knows he's got to- it's not that Meyer would be a bad contract, but he's got so many of them already. Vlasic and Carlson Couture. might win the Norris when the team that missed the playoffs by 40 points, which ugh, you know makes me sick. But anyway, uh, you know, that, he, that might happen. I still don't think that's a good contract. Whoever trades for him, buyer beware. But you got Vlasic, you got the Carlson deal. Coutures is, I'd want to, you know, it doesn't make you smile, that's for, for sure. Yeah. Let's go back to what you said. You said you'd love for Toronto to kick tires on Chikorin. And I wanted to talk to you about this anyway, because I mentioned this last week. Mm -hmm. That Kyle Dubas had his little presser last week, you know, State of the Union, if you will, right after uh, Uncle Joe. And he said he didn't want to trade Matthew Nyes, the, the prize possession, wasn't really interested in trading the first round pick this year. And I left that saying, okay, what are you gonna trade? Like, what, what, what do you have to offer if you're not willing to part with like second round picks? This isn't the NBA where second round picks are, you know, just a plenty. Yeah. T- teams aren't, you know, horny for second round picks. Yeah. Tarasenko went for a first. That was a lot for me. Because I'm not big Tarasenko guy. And he's your guy, Russian, you know, lazy. But yeah. he's. What did you make of that? And do you think he was truly telling the truth when he said it? um i
1: i mean i i definitely think that there's some truth to it i don't i i tried to analyze what he would benefit from lying you Mm -hmm. know what i mean but at the same time so what is he gonna you know what i mean now what does he do does he trade knives and then he's like well i thought you just said you weren't going to trade him Mm -hmm. you know what i mean so i i I think he really put himself in a stranglehold here
0: right
1: um but also i don't think it's his decision anymore like I, i i fully think that depending even if they win the first round this year and that's a big if let's let's be honest I sure. don't think Kyle Dubas is staying like I think this is his last year I think it would be a miracle to keep him around because I think his his contract's done is expiring but then you also have to look at the four big players yeah I don't have to name them everybody knows who they are mm-hmm. if if they if they don't like their contracts or if they don't like the situation they're in they've 88 and 34 have one more year after this year and 16 and 91 have two more years yeah that's a small window because guess what i don't think nylander is gonna want you think nylander is gonna take anything less than 10 million dollars after this season
0: where the league's going no and i wouldn't blame him
1: if he didn't it's it's a buyer for him it's a it's a buyer's league and mm-hmm. he has every right to say i want to make this much money how are you going right. to make this happen and i can see them saying nope and honestly, if they're with Dubis next year, Dubas won't trade him because he can't. Yeah. Get, he can't. He can't take any blame for anything that he's done throughout his career. Um, that's why they still don't have any tough guys or major tough guys. I guess no, no, Slant uh, Went Simmons, but yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know. It's frustrating because I mean, I, I. It's like I said. I don't think Shanahan's going to give them the opportunity. But at the same time, why wouldn't they? You know, want to trade. Let's be honest. If we look back at history, Tampa Bay gave up a first, second, third and whatever for Blake Coleman. Guess Mm -hmm. what? They went out and won or at least they they won twice, I think. They won both times
0: with him because then he left to go to Calgary last year.
1: Yeah, so he won with him. If we look back at the Pens, what did the Pens trade for from the Leafs? They got Phil Kessel. Mm-hmm. Guess what? Phil Kessel was a key piece to both of their cups. Well, so I, I mean, I don't understand not giving a, an inch because obviously it's it's worked in the past. I mean, there's some teams that haven't traded in anything. I look at St. Louis Blues; they didn't give up much from their run. They just kind of had a, a lucky hot streak where everything really coincided for them. They had three really great lines, mm-hmm. but. At the same time, that's a pretty rare occasion. I think you do have to give up a lot in order to be even a little bit competitive, right?
0: Yeah, and for the least, you talked about toughness, and I've linked, you know, one of my favorites, Ivan Barbashev, to Toronto. I think it's a perfect fit. I think they need Ivan Barbashev. You watched? I didn't watch much of their game Saturday night because I have other, you know, I have a lot more important things to do. Not really, but I was watching the UFC and and no. other. Things. I was watching the waste management. But, you know, you had Columbus in town, which I'm sure was thrilling. But you got their bottom six. They're all the same. That Steves is playing now and Joey Anderson, who might as well be Joey from Friends. That's about as much as he does. You know, it's as good a character actor as he might be. You know, Bobby McMahon, they're all the same player. They don't bring anything different to the table I think Barbashev's a perfect fit for Toronto. I think it's organizational and malpractice. If they don't go get him, I'll even put that on Dubas's feet. I, I don't know what the ask would be for Barbashev, but I'm telling you, if Tarasenko's getting a first, Barbashev's a better player right now than Tarasenko. Tarasenko's had two shoulder surgeries. I like get he's a bigger name, and people think that he's a big deal. Okay, But Barbashev, I think, could help the lease a ton, and I just, if you're not willing to part with anybody, guess what? They're not taking Kerfoot straight up to do you a favor to get, to get rid of Arvin Barbashev. So I just, I don't see where what else the lease have a value that to, to offer to really improve their team.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. they I mean, for, for Barbashev and, you know, we may have our differences in what we see in Tarasenko and Barbashev, but I, one thing that makes it a more attractive ideal for Barbashev is that his contract is much lower. So mm-hmm. if you can get if you can even get St. Louis to eat twenty five percent thirty percent of his contract, well then you're still going to have room to make other deals, right, and to get other players in. Where Tarasenko, well, you can only eat half of his contract. Okay, well then you're still stuck at like a four million dollar contract. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I, I agree in that sense. is the much shinier and much better looking asset. Put him on a third line. I mean that'd be un- un- that'd be unbelievable. That, mm-hmm. That's you get him, you know, my boy, Pierre Angball, and maybe yeah. Cal Yarncrock or somebody. I, I Kerfoot would have to go. I think that's just a minimum, just because you need to, yeah, you get, have to move get, salary out. You gotta yeah. move salary, and he's the first guy in my mind when it comes to that. Yeah, if you're not willing to give up, I think at minimum you have to give up one or the other. You have to give up first or knives, and then maybe you have to give up Lilligren or Sandine. Unfortunately, would you trade
0: Sandine say you did this? Say St. Louis call and well Dubas might actually pick up the call and say, I might want I might want to get some toughness. I'll give you a barbechev, you gotta take Kerfoot. St. Louis mm-hmm. will, because they don't care. They're gonna lose anyway. They're trying to, you know, they're trying to lose right now. Yeah. Okay. You gotta take Kerfoot, that's fine. We want Sandine. Sandine in the deal, and then Toronto, maybe we'll have to throw in a pick or something, you know, maybe. Just to because Kerfoot's not an ad; that's a it's a dump. So yeah. Sandine and a third round pick to St. Louis, and with Kerfoot dump, would you take that deal if you were if you were Toronto? Oh, uh, you re-signed Timmins. Yeah, you got
1: yeah. There's a big difference between Tim- <laughs> Timmins and Sandine, but yeah, no. I, I mean, at the end of the day. If I guess you can work around trying to get another defenseman, on. at the you're you're trading cap for cap there because they both have the same cap hit, I believe, with Kerfoot and Barbershif. But um, yeah, I would take that deal. That way, you're not giving your first. You have knives. You can make some more adjustments. I I don't know. I'm bothered by him saying that he wouldn't trade those two things because it's just tying your hands to a team that I don't think is going to be able to get past a, a Tampa or. You know, God forbid, a Boston in the second round. So I also think it's really to unfair
0: to Nyes to just assume he's going to be great the second he comes into the league. Yeah, yeah, I know
1: he's a, and he is a prospect, and that's all. And maybe that's all some teams will see him as. Maybe St. Louis is not even saying, "Well, we don't, we don't need this guy. We don't think he's going to be any good." Mm-hmm. I guess that's kind of the mystery, that's kind of the risk around taking any prospect. It doesn't matter if you draft him or pick them off through through trade, but. Yeah, I don't know. It, it, it's difficult. I mean, obviously, at first you have your control. It's going to be if it's a Toronto first, you're you're going to pick what fifteen to 20th probably. You don't have a whole lot
0: of faith in winning around there, bro.
1: Yeah, well, let's 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 pick on history here. I don't know. There's guys I would love to see in jerseys. I wrote a few names down: Edmondston. Okay.
0: Eric from Edmund Montreal. Okay. Love
1: him. Good, yep. good guy. Good guy in the D. Um, Gra- uh, Gravikov, Gravikov can't pronounce his name. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he's being rested. He's knows he's going to be moved. It's just a matter of what's you know what they can get for him. And right, I I, I fully expect that they'll get a, a decent price for him just for his cap hit and what he can do. Gulakov right. from Anaheim he is what he is. He's a third pairing guy. Brand Braden Chen, who I could also see being moved for his right. contract playoff experience. Kind of a tough guy. I'd love to see him in a Toronto jersey once again, right. but. We'll see about that. And, yeah, like we said, Barbershev, I think Nick sad will probably get moved somewhere. I think he's a big body. He's got He's going to finish with 15, 20 goals this year. Not a bad year, and hopefully he can do the same of the playoffs, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, those are just a few names that, I mean, could end up somewhere, and I think we'll, we'll – hopefully one of those names will end up wearing a,
0: a, a blue and white jersey. Another name that I think it would be tough to pull off, but this is a guy that's got term left. He's a very good player because I know they hate trading for rentals. Is Lawson Crowe in Arizona? Mm. Yeah, yeah. I
1: like. I, I watched a little bit of that Nashville game last night. He, and he scored. Yeah. He's he's got game. I I didn't I didn't have a whole lot of faith in him in the beginning of his career, but it's definitely proven that he's he can be a player. Yeah. Um, I yeah for now, uh, for Arizona, it'd be tough to think to take him off the roster. But it's just because, well, I guess not. I guess if you're trying to tank for Berard at the same time. Well, they don't He's help. He's helping the team. Yeah, I, I could see that. Maybe you give up Kerfoot and like a, give up Kerfoot. Maybe a, a pick. Why are you laughing at?
0: Oh, this Kerfoot just throws in. It sounds like it's like a nice thing, but it's a, like a anchor.
1: No, it's not. I mean, he I'm, it's, We both know he has to go. Like that's the only way yeah. you're going to make a move. No. Um, and then yeah, he's he. Well, he's 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 going to get in there somehow. He's sneaky. Sneaky right. like guy. He had a nice little pass to Nylander on Saturday yeah. night. I yeah. just show, I just show every GM that pick or that pass, and then you'll trick them into taking them. No problem.
0: Right. So you're a big Tarasenko to New York. You love that deal. I figured you would. Oh,
1: I, I, <laughs> it's intriguing. Uh, you know, Russians they love their spots. They they only have a few that they really want to go to anymore. Um right. But. Yeah, it, it'll it'll be interesting. I, I agree with you when I heard your podcast on Thursday about him not being the same player. I 100% agree. He's not 2019 Tarasenko. Oh, he's had health problems. He, mm-hmm. I, I don't think the production's going to be there anymore. Um, I think New York's thinking, how can we maintain this roster without giving up everything? Um, yep. It is interesting to hear Patty Kane say, "Oh, that's disappointing." That's mm-hmm. you know that means that he was seriously going to say, "Yep." Like let's let's get going here. I'll, I'm down to go, but Chicago, it, me in Chicago, is asking too much for what New York wanted to give up. Right, right that's, yeah. that's the only thing. That's the only conclusion coming there. Man, um, yeah, I mean, so for them, they gave up what little they wanted to to get a, the most they could get. I guess because yeah. yeah. obviously, I, I don't think they. I think they go to Timo Meyer first, and they say, "Perfect, this is a guy we really want." Okay, we're not willing to give up the Zach Joneses, the Braden Schneiders, the. Um, Philpeels, you know whoever else that they might have in, in, included in that contract. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I know I heard your I heard your opinion on it pretty loud and clear on Thursday. So we don't have to we don't have to go back into that. But yeah, yeah we'll see. I mean, at the end of the day, they needed help a little bit of help scoring. I think, um, and these guys keep picking up. Capo Capocaccio, I think, in, if he keeps improving just a little by little this season, I think he'll be at the spot in this off season where he can be effective again.
0: Eric Carlson, if you were, if you were the Edmonton Oilers, would you trade for him? No, I, I wouldn't
1: I, I, I just don't I just don't see it as a good investment. You're going to give up a lot. you're going to give up Pro who I, I'm starting to love little by little. I think he can be better than a lot of the other d men on their team I, I just I just don't seeing it working because you're gonna <coughs> what are you sending back? You're sending back Barry? You're sending Mac Probert probably and a bunch of other pieces to make this contract work, unless mm-hmm. you can get a third party to eat some of it, which that I guess that's always a possibility. Right. But then your team's too offensively minded and you don't have enough defense. That's just – it is what it is. I said what I said.
0: Yeah, they need somebody. They, know, no,
1: absolutely. and then, But, like, do you go and get the Arizona goalie? And give up. Maybe you can dish Campbell for something. You know what I mean. So you're
0: giving up on your guy Jack just like that. Yeah. Who's taking <laughs> four more one, years of that?
1: One one thing we got to understand in this podcast, my friend. He's no longer my guy. He doesn't. Uh, he, he doesn't wear the blue and white.
0: He's, he's an alumni. <laughs> he
1: he wears the jacket, but he does so in the back of the group. If you know what I mean.
0: Oh, uh, Nick Hagman can still get into that alumni box. So. <laughs> Be careful there. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think it's a tough trade to pull off for for sure. If not, I, I Gavrikov might be the addition for them that makes the most sense because he fits. He does fit what they need. He's kind of the David Savard of of this year's trade deadline when he got flipped to, to Tampa, mm-hmm. and. I think the one thing we got to remember, though, I like Avrakoff. He's not, you know, he's not a top two defenseman. We, teams got to be careful what they give up for him. and I think mm-hmm. he's going to get more because there's nobody else. There's Chikrin, yeah. the tricky deal. Only so many teams can make that deal happen. There's Carlson, that's even more difficult to pull off. Edmondson, who's a depth, def- a depth defenseman. Gavrikov, you know, you mentioned Kulikov, who's even more depth defenseman. So there's only so many, dif- so many guys that are going to be moved, and Gavrikov just happens to be the best guy available and the easiest trade to make.
1: Yeah, fully agree. He's just kind of in that mid range, right? Like
0: mm-hmm. you're
1: either overpaying for someone who's not as good, or you're overpaying for someone who's all right, but still, like you don't you don't want to give up i understand that you don't want to give up the farm for a guy like Gravikov, edmondson kulakov but like they they are additions and they would help some teams i believe fully and right like i i am you know i'm watching minnesota last night and i'm just i know they're just playing florida but i'm impressed by the the compete level Mm -hmm. um the grittiness of the team even in their back end like John, guys like John Merle and Middleton, yeah, they're depth guys, but I find they're very effective depth guys at what they can do, right?
0: Yeah, very. Yeah, and, Middleton's one of my faves.
1: Yeah, he's he's just. A, I, I heard someone call him. He's an '80s player. He's just got the stash. He's gritty. He wears the jock strap around the room. You know, he he's that kind of guy. So, bring <laughs> brings it.
0: Norm Nixon. <laughs> yeah,
1: just a little bit.
0: Yeah. But, yeah, Minnesota's interesting, too, because they're right on the fringe. And Dumba's another guy that's a UFA that I'm sure would be intriguing to a lot of teams.
1: Yeah. Yeah, just a lack this year of production, I think, on his part, mm-hmm. um, which obviously makes him less attractive. But if you, maybe if you can get him in a deal, then Minnesota's also sneaking into the playoffs, like you said. So it's like, how do we get rid of a guy? Yeah. You know what I mean? To, to, it's, it's, it's interesting because – I, I like Dumba, but I don't love him. I I, I never loved his game. I, yeah. I, I I get it. He he's got a scoring ability. He can be a good puck wing defenseman. But I mean, I'm I, I, outside of that. I think that I like I'd like a brodeen better if we were being honest. If yeah, I, I
0: think Spurgeon covers up a lot of uh, errors from Dumba. Yeah. So I think Spurgeon's a, one of the more underrated defensemen in the league. He's he's very good. Yeah. So. But, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of players, a lot of teams that could improve. Uh, you look at New York made a move already. You had the Islanders who got Bo Horvat, and Bo Horvat's been good since getting traded there, but New York can't win. Montreal goes 2 and over the weekend, beats the Islanders, beats Edmonton, two pres- you know, presumative playoff teams. Pacific Division, Edmonton's roller coaster. Vegas is starting to win, even though every player seems to get injured every other day. Mm-hmm. Seattle's losing games. Who do you have the most faith in the Pacific right now?
1: We mentioned them earlier, and I think it's the Kings. I yeah. just, you know, the Oilers lose to, you know, in the last ten games. They lose to Columbus and Montreal. The Vegas is too streaky for me. They win three, four games, and they'll lose four, five games. You know what I mean? So it's like, where's the consistency? Where's the consistency in that? Like, uh, I don't know. Like to me, the Kings are attractive just because they're riding on Phoenix Copley, who. If anyone doesn't know who Phoenix Copeland is, I, I can't no, blame you because <laughs> three. It's crazy. He's, he's, a, he's, a, he's a journeyman and his record is 17, 3, and 1. Yeah. Like this is this is not your like this is not your standard like prospect slash maybe no. come out of nowhere. Like this guy solely just kind of said, Yeah, I can get the job done better than you, Jonathan. So yeah, they're they're my team. Love, love the structure, like you said, Jacob Triturkman. If they can get him, oh, if that's that's attractive. I I think he would be the deciding factor in a seven game series against like in Edmonton.
0: I love watching LA play too. I know they're on late, but if you can't, they're a great team if you can't sleep. Throw in the LA Kings. There they play fun brand of hockey. Quentin Byfield is getting better by the game too. He's playing with Andre Kopitar, which is really smart from Todd McClellan because there's nobody maybe in the entire league who just plays fundamentally better than Kopitar. He's just you know the, the IQ is through the roof. So L- L.A.'s starting to get better. Adrian Kempe can't miss right now. Every shot he takes seemingly is going in.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He's on an incredible run. Edmonton, yeah, I'd love to embrace them. I'd love to, but they
1: they play like they did on Sunday.
0: Or McDavid. I mean, come on. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, McDavid, Hyman, who's been unreal. Yeah. And Eugene right. Hopkins has been really good, too. But you got those three guys, and the rest of the team is just a pile of you know what—not Derek Ryan and Holloway and your boy Jesse Pulley who Edmonton can't trade for a bag of used condoms right now. It's it's that bad. Like they, they might have to put him on waivers just to open up a roster spot at the deadline to, to hire a player because nobody will take him.
1: Uh, and how can you how can you blame them? It, no. It's it's a classic case of we drafted this guy really high up. We dropped yes. him top five and he just hasn't been able to do anything and he hasn't been able to find it and we've gave him chance after chance after chance and I think finally they're realizing okay we we made a pretty grave mistake here and letting this guy mm-hmm. continue yeah. to play in our in our operation so yeah I mean like you said they could I, I think they're gonna maybe use that money to get a d-man but th- like you just said they also need help with depth so right. I mean, who do you go and help? Who do you get in that? Is Max Domi an offer? Is that a guy attractive to you?
0: I think he. I think he'll be traded. He's having. A, he's on a brutal team, as we know, but he's having oh, a yeah. pretty good year, and I, I like Max. You know, he's going to compete. That's the one thing with him. You know, he'll play. Mm-hmm. I think Toronto kick tires. Maybe I thought that was
1: interesting, right? Because like, father played there. He'd be. Yeah, he'd be interested. You got to think that he would be someone. I think he'd love it.
0: I think he'd embrace it. I think he'd embrace that third line role and own it.
1: Yeah, and he's a big personality, and they've got already big personalities in there. I think it would mesh really. I think it would mesh really well. But who knows? I, maybe his father's cheer Maybe his father's whispering here. Oh, you know, they don't. That could know, be an Edmonton guess.
0: quiet ad too. I think he. I think that would be a, a, a player. They could take anybody. They're bottom six right now to help, and I think he would help them quite a bit.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, absolutely, yeah. They could use, you know, they're they're looking at the Elspukta Cox, and, yeah, we could, we could acquire a guy from this team and might be a little bit of help.
0: No, it's interesting. We'll talk next Tuesday, obviously, as we do every Tuesday. Better chance of being moved by next Tuesday, Chikrin or Gavrikov?
1: I'm going to say Gavrikov because it's less complex and I think more teams are in on him. So I think yeah. he would be like, yep, okay, this is the best offer we got. Call
0: There's up. not a sub zero chance that even though he's been going to be healthy scratch for two weeks, that Chickren remains in Arizona at the trade deadline. And because it's Arizona, I wouldn't rule it out.
1: Isn't that, isn't that awful? It's awful,
0: but it's the truth.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh
0: my God. It's because he's been on the deck for two years and he's still there.
1: Yeah. It, it, if you're waiting for the right offer, it's not going to come. You know what I mean? It's, and sometimes it's like you we, just
0: got to look and say, "We're not going to get two first-round picks. So let's change our ask."
1: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. If, if it came on the plate and they said a first-round pick and Brent Clark, I don't Absolutely. know why. You, I don't know why you wouldn't take that. Yeah. Me too. You're you're tanking. You want to tank for Bedard. This is the best way to do so. And we're getting – to up. I'm pretty sure he's going to be a top four defenseman in the league. in Clark,
0: mm-hmm. I think so. He's he's good. He's I, I like I like to cut of his jib, you know, so to speak. What about Val Malka in Arizona? Do you think they trade him, the goaltender? He's pretty good. <sighs> he's pretty good goaltender for a bad team. I
1: know. I and I, I I've been saying this for a while. Like I don't know why they would i don't know what's helping keeping them keep keeping them there i'm watching him last night play um you're not your friend. yeah, yeah your friend. and i'm like he's he he's stopping every puck like this is not good <laughs> like you need to either send him down or get him out of there i i don't know there's too many bad there's too many teams that could use a goaltender right now and i think with his contract i think it's so attractive. Yeah. A team that I would really like to see get them, just because I don't feel like they've had good goaltending in quite some time, is Ottawa. Ottawa, mm-hmm. he's on term. He's going to be there for another couple of years. Mm-hmm. Make a move for a good goaltender. You haven't had one. You haven't had one since Craig Anderson. I can't think of. I can't think of another goaltender.
0: Nickren Velmelka blockbuster. Yeah,
1: there you go. That way you're not. You're telling your fan base, for one, you're telling your fan base, you're also telling your f- future owners, yeah, we yeah. actually have something here worthwhile um, come and see us and are f- very far away. And I'm also
0: wondering, Shay, last night, and I had my, my third eye sure. open, if you will, my you know, <laughs> just thinking, thinking. Okay. Is Ridley Gregg playing first line center last night because they want to audition him for different teams?
1: Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I think – like why why else he's not a first line center i mean no no it's like it's dj smith slapping him on the back Say you got it kid you you get in there (laughs) play your best no like they want to showcase his ability we've seen him a lot in the world juniors the last couple of years i mean he's he's got some good things going on but i don't know yeah i don't know if he's gonna be a first line center i that's i mean maybe i'm being too blunt by saying that i see him more as a Middle six guy, maybe even on the wing a little bit. He can play gritty if he needs to, but at the same time, if you're, he's playing lots, obviously he's getting more opportunity to score, touch the puck, right. showcase some ability. So yeah, I mean that, it, yeah, you you hit it right on the right on the hammer.
0: I'd love to see a Ottawa blockbuster, a little Chickering and I- Velmelka to Ottawa. That would be fun. That'd be a deadline just as nobody'd see that coming, and we could take credit for it.
1: Yeah, me me too. Because I think it sets sets them up for next year.
0: Yeah, new owners, like right. you said, we've been saying. I, I don't think either of them are gonna stay. Something big doesn't happen. I think they're both gone by the start of next year. Yeah, Ryan yeah. Reynolds is gonna can both their asses.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, he walks in, shakes their hand. You're fired. You're fired. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you for your service. Get the hell out. Get the hell out. Right? Maybe if it does something crazy like rips the C off. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Gives it to Claude Giroux.
1: You never know. I wouldn't be surprised.
0: We have not spoke since Kevin Durant Mm. was traded to the desert. And before that, we knew Kyrie Irving was traded to Dallas. But, you know, it it didn't seem like Kevin Durant was going to be traded. He was going to embrace new players and things of that nature what you know you've had some time to sit on this what are your thoughts about kevin durant going to the suns and you know the aftermath it has on the rest of the league
1: well i mean i i I certainly think it's a good thing for notorious having a cheap owner i'm like oh there's no way i mean we've been talking about this since last year right i mean it's but Mm -hmm. and he's had interest in going but i never actually thought it would get done so i was really shocked the first time it kind of came up I I think I was like half asleep when I read the message yeah I I I think it's good for one it's good for the league to get some movement going around um you don't see a player like Kevin Durant ever traded Kyrie Irving that's a different story I don't think Kyrie Irving's a a identified superstar future Hall of Famer Mm -hmm. maybe I guess depends maybe down the road Kevin Durant is that in every form and fashion and I Obviously, you could argue he's the top three greatest scorers, greatest scoring ability to ever play the game. Yeah. So you get that. Uh, um, but I, I, I just think it's great because I, you don't get to see him sweat it out in Brooklyn any longer. He's playing for a team that's competitive. He's going back to the West where he had so much success before really a Western conference that's so wide open. Like mm-hmm. I, I don't remember the West being like, it, it was always before it was the golden States before golden state. It was the Lakers. It was well, kind of like
0: 2011 to 2015. West yeah. you know I mean? yeah. the Mavericks were in there and then you had OKC and kind of, kind of bounced every exactly a little dirty rocking maybe once in a while,
1: like, but yeah, so now it feels like, Anyone can win. I feel like this is asserting themselves as saying we have a legit chance of getting to the finals. We have two unbelievable scores in Booker and Durant. We have one of the best passers ever in the history of the game in Chris Paul. Mm-hmm. Yep. I worry about depth, but at the same time, you you know you you do make a couple of good little additions. I think Darius Bazley is an okay addition that they made. He's not. He's not the best player they could have gotten, but he's not that bad either. If anyone doesn't know him, he's a young player from OKC. He was doing some good things there uh, over the lower, co- course of the last three seasons. I think that Miles Bridges, or sorry, Miguel Bridges is a really, really big loss. Um, yeah. if, if I'm Brooklyn, I'm smiling because you get a player like that for the next three, four seasons under contract. Cheap, too. Yeah. And, and you know. 20 million, but he, you know, he's, he's, I think he's even worth more than that. If we're being honest,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I don't know. Yeah. So I, I, I like it over overall. It's, it was a fair, I thought a fair trade on both sides Um just because Durant, obviously he's long-term. I think it's going to really, really hurt Phoenix long-term. Right. But ultimately they're giving him a chance to win. They're giving Kim Durant a chance to win and, you know, I'm kind of riding on them now. We'll get to our top five list of each conference later, and I can maybe go into a little bit more depth on how I feel about the Phoenix Suns. But right now, I'm happy, and it's crazy that you know he goes there and kind of steals all the air out of the room from the Super Bowl, the waste management. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's it's funny. It's funny that he's kind of he's just bigger this bigger than life character that obviously everyone knows, everyone hears about, and yeah, you just got to be aware of what he's doing.
0: My big worry for them, Shea, is health. Chris Paul's always yeah. hurt. Kevin Durant's always hurt. Oh, Devin sure, hurt's, too. hurts all the t- Yeah, he's hurt all the time, too. Yeah. So th- my big that's my big concern with them. But, I mean, if they're healthy, I mean, like you said, Chris Paul. But let's go to, we'll pivot back to the East because I want to talk about your Celtics. And they got a, a, a really good game on tap tonight, which which is on mm-hmm. TSL with the Bucs. But – Let's go with the West. We'll go five to one. We'll kind of name our top five teams in the West. And it's a lot of projection. I found it very hard to do because me too. I.
1: Me too. In the West, Western Conference anyway. West, no.
0: Because I don't know how good they're going to be because I yeah. haven't seen them play, but I wanted to do this exercise now and we'll do it throughout the year. So who's the fifth best team in the West to you right now?
1: The fifth best team is to me is the one Memphis Grizzlies. Um, mm. They're, they're they're on this list for me, but they're barely on this list. I, yeah. I, I want to reveal anything, but there was another team that was pretty close on there and people are probably saying, well, they're, you know, they're second, they're second in the West. What do you mean that the Memphis Grizzlies have had such a poor drop off over the last 10, 15 games where they've been so self-consumed on having this ego and trying to be something that they're not bullies. And, and bullies. Yeah. Essentially. And they're losing their game. Um, and on top of that, they made a really good addition in Luke Kennard, who is a good, good little shooter. I won't, I won't diss him in any matter. But did they do enough to improve? You know, to the Suns, to the Nuggets, to all these teams? No. So yeah, they I, they're further down for me. And you know, if they get into a funk like this leading into the playoffs, I mean, you can write off a, a, a this, you know, historic run best in the West. John Morant may say.
0: I, I hated their deadline. I They didn't do enough. Maybe it's because Masai Ujiri could have screwed them because apparently he didn't want to trade anybody because he's got the, the perfect squad up there in Toronto. barely beat the Pistons, but he wouldn't part with anybody. Got Yaka Pirtle. But Yeah, I watched uh, a lot of that game against your Celtics uh, Sunday afternoon on, on ABC – it's not even close, those two teams. Your Celtics would mop the floor. I think they beat Memphis in five games. They played the a playoff series. I, I really – because Jaw, I love him, but he can't shoot. He, I mean, just let him go in the paint. But, I mean, if you keep him outside, he's not going to make shots.
1: No, not consistently. Con- consistently,
0: anyways. Yeah. I mean, there's yeah. a lot of – your Celtics, I mean, Derek White's all of a sudden a great shooter. He's found it this year. He's been really good. <laughs> So I'm proud Antonio uh, Pride. There, I'll start off by saying I don't have Memphis on this list.
1: Okay, that's and fair. That's, I, don't uh, have,
0: I don't have Golden State either. I don't have Golden State on my list, and it hurt me because I feel like I'm going to regret it. Because okay, they'll find. But I want to start with that five. I have Dallas. Okay, and, no,
1: that was my five. That was my other team I was messing messing with. Yeah,
0: I. Uh, I can't have them any higher than five because just the Kyrie Irving of it all. I just, I don't want to seem like an idiot. And I know the way this story goes, you know, Adam and Eve, don't go, don't go, don't go eat the apple. Don't do it. But Kyrie Irving will have a political person that wins a race or something will happen. And, you know, they'll ban guns because of the Michigan state shooting and he'll be upset about it and go to a protest and miss a game in Minnesota and both of them played great last night, their second game together, but they're two games playing together. They are 0 2. Mm-hmm, and uh-huh. you know, Anthony my aunt Edwards, my guy, you know, played well last night, but Minnesota beat them, Sacktown beat them in overtime on Saturday nights. I, I do think they're playing well together, but I can't put them any higher than this yet because I don't trust anything that involves Kyrie Irving.
1: Yeah no that's why they're not on my list it's um it's it's strange because both i think both players have a clutch gene and i yes. I, I find that the last couple games they just haven't it, whether it's the last possession of the game they have a chance to get a three to tie it you know they maybe have a chance to win the game and the, the, there's no clutch gene like there normally is for each of those guys so still trying to figure it out and i just look at the rest of the team there's just such a drop off i mean you have those two guys Christian Woods hovering around in the middle somewhere. You can give mm-hmm. you 25, 20 points. And then it's like, okay, we don't really have anything else. And there didn't really – I mean, were there, so maybe you can answer this. Are there, were their hands tied now that they gave up all those picks and those two players to make another move?
0: Yeah, it might have been because I don't – unless there was like a buyout guy that could have you know tried to lure in, right? Like unless they got like a, a Reggie Jackson – who was bought out from Charlotte to get off the bench? Or I mean, you're not going to go get Westbrook? That's whew, that's a cataclysmic yeah. uh, shock there. D- but Rose, there was maybe. D, ooh, D Rose. I, the Knicks still haven't bought him out. My guy, let him go. Let him be free. Let him go somewhere. Yeah, yeah uh, exactly. Um, but yeah, I think they they were kind of you just like you said, Phoenix, Dallas. All, like you're banking on your best players to win. Where I think like teams like your the Celtics, Bucks to an extent, they kind of rely on the entire team to be great with great players alongside them, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So uh, my fourth team, our guys, Sack Kings. Oh, you know, we're,
0: we're, we're right lockstep, sack town, baby. <laughs> yes. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. The very team that beats uh, the Irving, Luca. Yeah. Combination, yeah. I mean, there's not much to say. They're just steady eddies. They don't, they haven't. I mean, they haven't fallen off to an extent of the Grizzlies. They haven't. You know, it's not like they're winning ten games in a row, but they're not also losing five games in a row. They just kind of there. They beat the right teams, and they're doing great things. No one talks about them enough, which bothers me because I mean, they've just been irrelevant for the last twenty years, and now they're finally here, and it's like, right? We got nothing to say about this team, probably because they play in the same state as someone who's very low on the totem pole, um, the L.A. Lakers. So, yeah, interesting. Yeah, the
0: Lakers, my God.
1: Yeah, that's a whole other – that could be a whole podcast. We could get into that. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, so Sack Kings, they're fourth on my list. And they yeah. honestly could have been third. I mean, they're third, in their uh, they're third in their conference right now. They're playing well. Darren Fox is good. They have a good young team there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Hopefully this is kind of the turning point that they've needed and they've waited for so long.
0: This is the team, they make the playoffs this year. Maybe they went around. The West is tougher. It'll be tougher for them to do it, certainly. But home court does help if they can be consistently good after the All-Star break. Mm-hmm. But they're they're a team that in the summer when a, a superstar or a good player is sick of their situation because they're losing and you know how the NBA goes, they have a lot of draft picks and talent to trade to get that yes. good player on their team. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: They're like Toronto in a sense. No one will, yeah. no free agents going to Toronto, but if you can trade a guy to come there, yes, you'll have some. And you're absolutely right. Enough, enough assets to make a big move like that.
0: Who's number three.
1: Did you, did you give a four or was that your four? Uh, same as you. Sacramento. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, my number three is the Los Angeles Clippers. Um, everyone's going to say, well, you know, they're, they're just barely over 500 uh why the hell would you say that the clippers really all season or for much more of it haven't fully been healthy feels yep. like well either <sighs> Kawhi's either out because he wants to be out or out because he's actually hurt but now he's on he's on the floor more i think yeah, uh, yeah they've made some really really good moves at first I, I i was very skeptical when i saw the names leaving the jacksons
0: mm-hmm. uh
1: the canards i'm like oh those are good players what are they doing then I'm like, okay, they, they got Bones Nyland from Denver. Okay, he's a he's a good player. Oh, they got Mason Plumley, who I said would be traded last week. He's a nice little backup center. Mm-hmm. And they got um, Eric Gordon, who people like. I forgot Eric Gordon was in this league because he's in Houston so long. Mm-hmm. I understand that. That's that's fair. And Eric Gordon probably won't do a ton off the bench, but he's still there, and he's still he'll have fun. a game. He'll, he'll, he'll have a good. game or two. He'll be like, oh, okay, he gets threes. And honestly, they still have great guys on the bench and they still have a really productive, um, you know, f- uh, f- starting front with Terrence Mann, uh, George, Kawhi, Zubak, yeah. uh, whoever else. Nick Batum comes off the bench. He doesn't do a ton, but he can do different things, which I enjoy. So I, I just like the, the the complexity of the team. I think it's good. Norman Powell, who we didn't even name. Mm. They just have a lot going on. And I think if they get to a, a, a gritty playoff series, I, I – would much rather have their bench than probably more more other teams in the West.
0: They got size. They got really good wings, and yeah. you know I love having as many wings as they do. I lo- I like both their centers as you mentioned. They got two starting centers on their yes. team, which yeah. is nice. You know that's a that's a luxury. Zubox is playing too many minutes too, so he needed to get some help for him. He's playing like thirty five minutes a night, which yeah, he was is like, hurt. It's like three Rob Williams games, so you know it's. <laughs> <laughs> had to throw that in there. That's um, That's a yeah, it's a, or a couple of Yaka-Purl games, too, quite frankly. Uh, but he's – I like their team. I had them at three as well. And maybe it's because we just expect them to be better. You know, we come playoff time, there'll be trouble for somebody. If they can get the right matchup, they get into a second round, and then, you know, maybe they get a Phoenix or they get a Dallas, and they're just – they're they're a lot deeper than Dallas. If they play Dallas in a series, I think they'd have a good chance of winning it because Kawhi can guard Irving and George can guard Luca for much of the series, and you, it can be you know it can be a long series for them, but also a long series for for Luca and, and for and for Kyrie, just with two really really good defenders on them for the you know, seven game stretch.
1: Remind me, they didn't have Kawhi last off season, but no. did they lose? Who did they lose to in the first round? Was it?
0: Did, um,
1: uh, they lose to Memphis. Was it Dallas? Did I they can't lose remember. to
0: Dallas. I think it was Dallas. Oh, okay.
1: So yeah, because then
0: Dallas beat Phoenix. I I think uh, Dallas okay. might have beat them in six or seven games, if I remember correctly. Okay. No,
1: I I, I thought so. I know they made the playoffs with Kawhi. I just couldn't remember what, yeah. what what the depth was there. Um. So this is where it gets interesting. We both have the. I'm assuming we both have the same two top teams. It's where we rank them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I have the Suns. At number four, uh, number two, as do I, and the Nuggets at number one. Yeah, I'll explain my reasoning. You can maybe add in, or you can maybe have something totally different. I just haven't seen enough the Suns, and I don't know if I trust the pieces together like I trust the Nuggets. I'm watching the Nuggets last night against Miami. Yeah, they're a cohesive group. They play well together. I didn't. There was there was one starter I had never heard of. Um, His European.
0: Oh, I know what you mean. Yeah. Uh. Uh. Conchar. Con. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And he's playing excellent with uh, Jokic. Jokic. Yeah. I would, uh, it, it's just very thorough. I mean, and they didn't win a lot. They didn't win by 20, but they just had the stones to do the right things at the end of the game. I just love Bruce Brown. I love what he brings to that team. I think KCP was a really nice pickup at this last off season. He's pretty near started every game that he's played.
0: And when Jamal's playing, he's starting to look like Jamal before the yes. ACL.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's it's just about keeping him healthy. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you want, when it comes down to the stretch, I think they'd rather load management him, keep him a little healthier coming into the playoffs because they're going to need him, obviously.
0: And they got a good lead, the West.
1: And they, they have, yes, play. exactly. They have their 40 wins in. Uh, they picked up Thomas Bryant, who people are like, oh, it's not that, you know. It's an interesting pickup, but it's still it's helping. It's better than Yandre Jordan, who's their backup center right now, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you're upgrading that position. There's some good guys coming off the bench. I think Jeff Green, surprisingly at 35, has still been semi-productive. I think in his career. So yeah, they're they're above, and I just haven't seen enough of the Suns. I I feel like the Suns are gonna start to come come alive here, but being healthy and how their bench operates. It's just such a mystery to me that I, I can't keep them up there. What what are your thoughts on this?
0: Yeah, Jokic is the best player in the NBA to yes. me. Yeah. And they didn't have Aaron Gordon or Jamal Murray last night, and they beat the Miami Heat, who they play a boring brand of basketball, but they win. They're starting to yeah. look like the Heat of old, and I think they kind of feel better about themselves because the East is so wide open. Mm-hmm. Other You know, of two top teams we both agree on. But other than that, I mean, you could get to a second round, you take your chances. I mean, the Heat took the Celtics to seven last year, so you never know. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I mean, Jokic is such a factor. Aaron Gordon plays so well with Jokic, like better than I think even they could have drew it up. Jamal Murray, if he can get back to where he was, he is so damn good. Porter Jr. is a good player, like you said. Bruce Brown – he was huge on a on a Brooklyn team that had no business being as good as they were, quite frankly, minus Kyrie Irving. So I I just think Denver's too deep. And Phoenix added Durant, but do you have enough time with injuries to all these players and with load management the way it is now in the NBA to get enough cohesion to beat a team that's been together the entire year? And I'm not I'm not sold that Phoenix has enough time to do that
1: yeah no i absolutely it's like what like if it, it, realistically is kevin Durant, devin brooker and chris paul gonna play 15 games would you say yes or no there's like 30 no. maybe a little no. less
0: than
1: 30. No. so i i don't know how they're great players they're all veterans they've done this before mm-hmm. i i just don't know if that's even even that's enough time just to kind of Say like, okay, I understand who's taking the last shot of the game. I'm the, you know, I am gonna be the scoring threat for number one. Booker, you're gonna be number two. You know, so it's just there's a lot of variables to to come out, and I realize that they're all veterans. They they all chat together, I'm sure, but still, it's 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 about playing together and seeing how you can devise a plan to win. If
0: you're Phoenix, would you look at Derrick Rose as if he does get bought out to bring in as just a backup point guard? Because I still don't think they have a decent guy. Behind Chris Paul to take minutes away from him.
1: Yeah, I mean, he Rose wouldn't wouldn't be my first option because I mean,
0: but Reggie if, Jackson would have been better. But I think he he went he went somewhere else. He signed somewhere. I forget.
1: Hopefully with a contender. I like Reggie Jackson. Yeah,
0: I think so. I like um, <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, obviously
1: Reggie Jackson would be the first guy you'd want to obviously pick up as quickly as possible. But no, yeah, I I feel that. Derrick Rose would be uh, a better ad than what they've what they've coming from so I'm thinking about their bench I'm thinking about Cameron Payne obviously mm-hmm. um, they lost cam Johnson but they still have who's, oh God I can I could see his face too
0: they have a they have a decent Tory Craig
1: Tory Craig's not bad yeah he's a good player he's had a f- mm-hmm. pretty formal year I'd say um like I said they picked up Darius Baisley. Mm-hmm. um still
0: got bismat it's
1: kind of hoping he was coming our way but uh i guess that wasn't going to happen um the yeah so that, yeah. <laughs> yeah so they still have pieces and yeah so i i would say overall the answer your question yes i guess derrick rose would not be a bad ad that mm-hmm. way if you have so many injuries at least maybe someone's scoring once in a while
0: right yeah, the the West is fascinating because you get the all just a few days for the All Star break, and then most teams after only have about twenty five games left to play. So it's really the the home stretch until until you get to the postseason for all these teams just to try to figure it out mm-hmm. and be and healthy. Who's the, biggest,
1: who's the biggest winner in the West when it comes to the trades? Maybe besides the Suns, who I guess besides, gonna...
0: besides the Suns, I'll say the Clippers.
1: Yeah, me too. That's what I've written down. I, I
0: don't like losing Reggie Jackson though, but I would say this the Clippers, because I think they just they worked around the edges and they got better. You know, yeah. they they did get better and I Dallas, I, I'm not giving them that much credit.
1: No, no. No. no, no.
0: Out. The clip the, the clips. Yeah, I'll I'll say the clips. I oh, know. Let's do the East now, which it's, it's interesting because the top two teams are so good, and they play each other tonight in Milwaukee. It was in, it's in Milwaukee. Um, I think so, yeah. Yeah, so two days before the, the uh, all-star break, they play each other. I think they're a game apart in the standings too, which is always fascinating as well. So that should be fun tonight. Let's go five to one in the east. How was this a tough exercise for you? Only,
1: only the last team I would say, because I'm like, okay, I can, I have my two top teams. I have two. Okay. And at least I'm like, okay, I can see these two teams being in here as well. It was really the last team and it really came down to one or two. And I had to pick this one just because I felt like they had a better deadline. Um, They've really impressed me this year with not only just coaching, but I think the addition, the major addition they made in the off season. So the New York Knicks are my fifth best team in the Eastern conference um, I think Bronson's played unbelievable. He dropped 40 last night. He, mm-hmm. He's he been everything that they've needed and more. Um, RJ Barrett can can be a good player. He's I'm not dissing him, but obviously we we mentioned it last week and we mentioned it before. Him and
0: Thibodeau he's, do not
1: – uh, him and his coach do not get along. I hate a strong word. I don't like to throw that out there. But if they were maybe alone in a room together, I'd I'd say there would be some exchanges of words. Um, and Josh Hart coming over from Portland, I think was a really good ad. Josh Hart can be a really, really good player. You saw it last night, dropped nearly thirty points coming off the bench. I don't yep. know what it was with Portland this year. They have just a weird team that never found it overall, but he's a good player. I've liked him since he played in l a really happy that he's uh he can be a good six man on the squad.
0: Do you know who got Reggie Jackson? I just found out
1: West or east.
0: West, good team. Denver. yeah, <laughs> well, it
1: makes sense hey, it you makes know. sense for him too he's he's getting bought out and he's gonna go play for one of the better teams, so yeah, I guess that makes sense why we still have the nuggets as our as our number one team yeah
0: that makes yeah i I was gonna put the Knicks five, and I like I wanted to because I kind of like the Knicks for some reason Josh Hart look I, I agree with you, I watched some of that game last night with Brooklyn and they look good. Brunson, I'd rather have Brunson than Kyrie Irving, I'll tell you that, so that there's a first mistake for the Dallas Mavericks. But he's playing unreal. Stop giving the ball to Julius Randle in the last minute and a half of the game, and you'll start winning some more. But I put the Heat five instead of the Knicks because That's I've funny. just seen the Heat win in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And, I, again, they're a boring team to watch. Jimmy Butler, dribble, 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 get to the paint, foul, make both free throws. It's very Pat Riley-esque basketball, you know, uh, very uh, Showtime Lakers, if you will, uh, back in the day. But it works for them. I think they're starting to play better basketball. They, they did lose last night, at, but they, they're, they're without some pieces. A lot of teams are sitting out players before the all-star break here. It's pretty thin. Pretty thin in the NBA right now, yeah. but I think they get to the playoffs. They'll have a good chance of winning a playoff series, and I, I would I would favor them over a series against the Knicks just on experience alone. I, I understand that. I, I don't. I, I don't fully
1: agree, but I understand.
0: Yeah, yeah. I wish I don't really agree with myself, but I have to. Think. <laughs>
1: Uh, Jimmy, shout out Jimmy, though. That was a hell of a game. I think he had oh, nearly a triple-double, 25 points.
0: Him and Jokic are going back and forth. It was fun.
1: Yeah, yeah. Could be an interesting – uh, never mind. That would be a boring final.
0: Yeah, would be boring. Yeah.
1: Um, number four for me, a team that you don't find very high on, but I got them a four, the seven, six. I love this team. I I, I kind of – a little scared of this team.
0: I just know because,
1: you are. because they have Joel – he, That's he can be shut. He can be shut down. Harden does some things out there, though. He's out there. Mm-hmm. I am. I'm. I'm bullish on this team because if Tyrese Maxey can get back to where he once was, they have a legit, nice little guard combo with him and Harden. And mm-hmm. I think Niang. They got. Is it? Mc, is it McDaniel's? Is that his name?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: They picked up McDaniel's in the trade. He's not a bad player. He's a good depth player in my mind. I just think that this team's got a compete level. They play with that Philly chip. Philadelphia's had such a tough year when it comes to sports um, with a couple of their teams losing that I think a lot relies on them. But at the same time, I I, I don't know. There's something about this team this year that feels different in my mind. Um, And I I, I don't know. I could see something happening. I I think they'll lock up a fourth, third, fourth seed. And Mm -hmm. I think they will get past the first round like they did last year. And I think – Whoever they face will probably have a harder time than maybe most people would expect.
0: I got them four as well, and yeah, I mean and, and Embiid's the thing. I mean Embiid's one of the, you know top five, ten best players in the league. He's yeah, five practically on un- practically yeah. unguardable. Mm-hmm. He, you know, he's MVP runner-up the last two years to Nikola Jokic. I just, I just, I like Thiable, that gave up on him. And, again, their coach is incompetent, and that worries me. But, well, losing his voice talk. Like that, little impression, a dog driver. It's like an old dog on the porch. Uh, But uh, but I like their team. They're a fun team to watch. I will say that because they Mm -hmm. give up a ton of points. Normally they play no defense, yeah. especially when my guy Maxie's on the floor. But he, mm-hmm. yeah, I just—they'll find a way to screw it up. They're kind of like the Clippers in that mode where you're like, this team's not gonna win. Like, why am I talking myself into this? They'll—they'll yeah. they'll screw it up. So I like them. I love Embiid, but again, I don't trust him to be on the floor in the playoffs either. Fair, yeah,
1: fair. He's got uh, abilities. The best availability is the best ability. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, no, absolutely. And then just a note, Fiebel too, missing, huge loss. He doesn't do a ton offensively, but I think he can be a really good defensive player. I was really happy that Portland picked him up because uh, they they need help in that department, I think, after losing a guy like Robert Cummington. Um, I'm assuming we both had the Cavs at number three. Um, I'd be shocked if otherwise. no, No, Little to say here, but just another stellar season. I think their GM and their coach are just doing the right things, getting this team in the right place. Again, kind of like Sacktown, no one talks about them. No one talks about how great they are. Um, Jared Jared Allen, Mobley, just this two dueling mega figures that just come out of nowhere. Um, Love watching Jared Allen play. He's just so exciting. He's got that Mm -hmm. big throw. It's just some throwback basketball when I I watch him because, yeah, he he just does a lot of really, really good things. Um, Mitchell. Darius Garland. Not much to say here. They're just it's a solid team all around. They didn't do a ton in the trade department, which bothers mm-hmm. me. I don't Probably. know if you saw someone they could have picked up.
0: Yeah, they could have got another wing for sure. I, I think they could use like use another another three on their team. They did get uh Danny Green in the buyout market, but again, he's a depth piece that's gonna play, you know, seven to ten minutes. A night with that, Maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe. Uh, but they, I think that they can win around for sure. I just mm-hmm. don't know if they could, I don't see them beating the Celtics or the Bucks. So yeah. I think they'll be looking around saying, How can we get to that next level?
1: He's probably going to get re signed, but I I really would have liked to see a Cali Ubrey Jr. go there, someone who mm-hmm. spread mm-hmm. the floor a little bit, he's right. athletic. Um, and he's obviously – he'd be a rental, but at the same time he'd be good. But, you know, I, I trust the system they got there. Obviously, they're like I said, they're doing good things. They've added good pieces, and they seem to be coached really well. Can't really blame them if they thought their team was at least good enough to make the playoffs and maybe do some damage.
0: Would you rather play the Sixers or the Cavs in a series as a Celtics fan?
1: I think – I think would probably like to see the Sixers just a little bit more, just because I think past Embiid, you're right. You mean it's it's a broken defensive system where Boston is just structurally so so found. I think with their D and the way they spread the floor, I mean it's 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 crazy to think like if it's not Tatum, oh he's passing to Hauser, okay it's going to White now. Oh Al Horford's there, Grant Williams is in the corner. It, it really does feel like at any time someone could make a three pointer on that team. And I could just see the 76ers just falling over themselves, trying to defend that.
0: Right. So are the Celtics one for you or the Bucks?
1: Is this a question?
0: Well, I mean, there's a the right answer and there's a the wrong one. Size, so you
1: feel, I, I know how you feel. I know how you feel. It's okay. Yeah, it's fine. We both, uh, we both say it right here, the Bucks are not my top team. I saw really? the Celtics at the top. Um, it's just because they've been playing decent. They haven't been playing great of late. I, I'm fair to admit that. But They've been playing decent with a pretty broken roster. Um, and, you know, a lot is going to come down to, you know, def- uh, health and defense in the playoffs. And when I think about them going long, I think they can out- outstand the Bucks again. If you feel differently. I'd love to hear your interpretation of that.
0: I like the Middleton piece off the bench for the Bucks. I think yes, that's the, he's not a starter anymore. Yeah, which I'm cool with because he's a dangerous player when, when he's on the floor. Operative operative word there. He's another street close. But I just I'm rolling with the Bucks because in the history of the NBA, nine times out of ten, the team with the best player is gonna win the series. And you know, obviously the Celtics did win last year, but Giannis was playing by himself practically, and he didn't have, really have a whole lot of help in that game's. The fact that that series went seven to me tells you how good Giannis is because he they won Game Five in Boston, and that was a pretty miraculous win in and of itself. I agree with you. I watched the Celtics; they're really good. You know, Derek White's playing unreal. Hauser, I mean, they got so many white guys that can shoot. I mean it's it's almost a white man can't jump. Woody Harrelson would be proud. But it it's they're they're very, very good. I, I think they got more depth. But I think Milwaukee with holiday the holiday piece in Giannis I think is a better overall pairing than than Tatum and Brown.
1: I, I disagree, but I respect I your opinion. It. When it came when it came down to it, Holiday uh, that game six, Holiday made that steal against Marcus Smart, and mm-hmm. I, I shattered every fiber in me that was enjoying that moment. Um Yeah, no, it's it, it's tough. It's going to be neck and neck. I think all the way to the end of the season. I'm excited to watch both of these teams play t- tonight. Mm-hmm. Um I guess I have Valentine's Day shit. I kind of forgot about What's that. What's the
0: plans tonight V Day?
1: Uh, low key, uh, if I haven't said it already, going to, um, going to TO, not this weekend, but the weekend after. So spend some cash there. I was every typical male in planet earth today and rushing at my lunch hour to grab chocolates and flowers and all that garbage, right. but hopefully it'll be worth it. And hopefully everything. Is happy in this world. So yeah, no, um, hopefully that's enough to get me to watch some of at least some, I'd like to watch a half. I'd love to watch the full thing, but a half would satisfy.
0: Right. So do you have to put in a shift tonight and like watch a bad romantic comedy or yes. is that, yeah,
1: that's a, that's, uh, that's a minimum for sure. Captain.
0: It's too bad. Cocaine bear hasn't come out yet.
1: I don't, is that a? Is that, is that passes a rom-com? I'm kind of,
0: no, no, but I'm just, you know, it, maybe I could have tricked her. Probably a family movie, you know, Cocaine Bear.
1: Yeah, family. Yeah. I got Casey in the comments now. Happy to see the ball and chain let Shay jump on the pod today.
0: True. Thank you, Kennedy. Appreciate yeah. it.
1: Thank you, Kennedy. Thank you, Kennedy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'll be seeing, hopefully, we'll be seeing both of you this weekend when I make my, well, I won't say debut, my return to BLMS Court, the Hardwood. for When um, is
0: that, by the way? When is that? That's a fr- I- Friday
1: at 7. Tell your friends, tell your family. The one and only number eleven will make a return for once and good. I'm not. I'm not coming back. This would be my. This You're be my coming mind. home
0: for the for the weekend.
1: Coming home for Friday, Saturday, and then leaving Sunday morning. Yep. Okay. Yeah. For that. For the long. I know this is your favorite long weekend.
0: Oh family yeah, it's, it's the best. You got. I only that. see. I only see my family every day.
1: <laughs> you went from having the Super Bowl slash weight uh waste open management. To going to the NBA All Star Game and Family Day, how does that make you feel? It's kind of, it's kind of yeah. ironic.
0: We can't have everything in life, my friend. Um, yeah. Luckily, in a couple of weeks, we got UFC 285, which yes, I still think I'll be watching that with you. That was yeah. the plan, and yeah. I think we'll be. That's a day after the NHL trade deadline, so we'll have lots to chat about. We'll be. Watching John Jones get back into the octagon. So that'll be fun. Mm-hmm. But Tiger Woods is playing this weekend at Genesis. the Genesis. Yeah. So, you go know, Tiger. God for golf. Thank God for golf. That's all I got to say. Yeah.
1: Yeah. If only Charlie could play, too. That was my only ask. Only I, I pr-
0: I'd prefer to see Charlie
1: play. Yeah. He's uh, he's going to be a whippersnapper. Let's let's just get that yeah. off the board. If Check there was. Off the old block. If I could put a future on Charlie winning a major right now. I put my house on it, no problem.
0: Yeah, I was. I uh, I cashed a future yesterday. It was a good day.
1: Wait, let me let me guess. Scotty Scheffler to win the Waste. No Chiefs. Oh, oh! Okay. Put that in in July. Smart, smart man. You and mm-hmm. Travis Kelsey were the only <laughs> two people who thought thought they thought that they could get it done. I guess. Yeah, um, I was a bit much from yeah. Kelsey. Yeah, it, it was. It was kind of like, really? Like, are, are that many people doubting you? I think you've been one of the better teams in the,
0: the league yeah. for the last
1: five you years. Got the best
0: player in the league. He yeah. probably
1: heard he probably heard one person go, yeah, they're not going to win. And he just in his right. mind the rest of the year.
0: What'd you think of Rihanna?
1: Not my favorite halftime show. It was good. Not my favorite, though. Right. Um, I mean, when it, it kind of came out that she was pregnant, it was kind of like,
0: yeah she's i didn't know do... what she was i was kind of she
1: no it's com- it was confirmed she's, okay. she's like i don't know three three months maybe two months three months
0: okay, okay.
1: because she's limited like she she had the waddle going but she wasn't like and dancing and i mean uh, obviously she can't so i'm not gonna discriminate right. against that but yeah no not my not my favorite I knew waddle.
0: every song so i was happy about that
1: yeah yeah, that's true. Yeah, it, it and was, it was just kind of like one long song, it felt like. Like everything just kind of ran together, which right. was nice. But I think we've been kind of spoiled, I guess, in, in, in the last, I'd say, three, four Super Bowl halftime performances. Um, if you had to
0: put a future on who performs next year, who would you put it on? If you say Jack Harlow, I can't have you on again.
1: Uh, I'm gonna say someone even worse than Jack Harlow than you. I'd say Drake probably makes his first halftime performance.
0: It's gonna happen eventually. after to it's gonna happen.
1: Yeah, you know, it's gonna. It's just there, right? It's it's it's
0: kind of like he might decline I, though because they picked the weekend over him, which is a bit of a you know, Canada's yeah. But
1: it could be like, hey, like I want to compete. Like you know what I mean? Like I think I can do it better than you can. I right. don't know. Maybe maybe not. Maybe he takes it the wrong way. But I feel like in the world of being an up and coming artist or maybe a a professional artist, I feel like that's kind of like the Omega, like, yeah, I I performed that, that, you know what I mean? Like all the greatest performers kind of have, the game itself was entertaining though. I was thoroughly enjoyed that even, you know, some say, oh, we got robbed of a perfect ending. Well, you know, I'd say it was 99% of it was great. I not really care that the last 1% was maybe not what everyone expected. Yeah, maybe selfishly, I would have liked to go over time happy for the way it was. I'm right. going to need whatever Patrick Mahomes got in halftime when I uh, maybe blow an ACL this weekend when I'm going up and down the court. If I can so, make it uh, to that
0: game, I'll bring the Toradol with me.
1: <laughs> thank you. Thank. <laughs> might need it. Get a little break at halftime um, right. and get a little shot in the leg.
0: Well, thank you for the time today as always. And happy Valentine's to you and uh, Kennedy. Thank you. And we'll talk to you uh, this weekend as you make your return to the court.
1: Yes, seven o'clock Friday. I will. Uh, I'll
0: be there. I'll try, to, I'll try to bring Casey with me. Maybe we'll come out and support you Friday night.
1: Yes. Yeah. It's old case. I told him this weekend I was gonna see him one way or another. So if it's not Friday night, I'm gonna go try and visit him Saturday. And see the, see the pad and see the see the dog. I going to see the little links.
0: Yes. Well, uh, have a, have fun tonight, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, buddy. Enjoy
1: the enjoy the game tonight. Thanks, yeah, pal. You too. Go Celtics.
0: Thank you to Seamus for joining as he does every Tuesday. Uh, always great to chat with him. and I kind of forgot it was Valentine's Day, so good of him to uh, to spend some time with me when he could be spending time with a significant other. But that's the kind of guy Seamus is, so good for him. Lots covered today, lots of NBA, lots of NHL uh, chat. We'll be back tomorrow. Didn't get into the NFL news today, but I'll do that tomorrow. I'll get some head coaching uh, vacancies that were short up. So we'll talk about that. Get into the games this evening Celtics, Bucks, as we've uh, broke down here on the show. Tampa Bay's in Colorado tonight in the NHL. That should be fun. Seattle, Winnipeg, another game to, to keep your eye on. Also, meeting with the media today. Chicago's in Montreal. They're also in. Toronto uh, tomorrow. So Taves rolling through, Kane rolling through. How many do they end up staying in Chicago? Is there moves that are made? Players are being held out of the lineup. So lots to be decided, lots to be done in the next two and a half weeks for these NHL teams before they're locked up, before they have to decide what they want to do uh, moving forward. And that you know that includes the Leafs uh, when it comes to Jake Muzzin. Is he going to be able to play? Are they going to release his medical report? So that shoe still has to drop. It's going to be February 15th tomorrow. I mean, the month's half over. So business uh, will be coming uh, fast and furious. So enjoy the evening. We'll be back to you uh, same time tomorrow here on To The Point.